Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Week 7 DFS show, and it is presented and sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer for Pick 6 Podcast listeners later in the show. Joining me now, as they do every Thursday, uh, I haven't left yet. Frank Stample and Heath Cummings, what's up, guys? What's going on, Will? Just before we started, actually, and before you got here, I told these guys that uh, my beer consumption has gone up since I joined this podcast because I want to drink new beers so I can come back and talk to you about it. That's that's good to hear. Uh, we're glad we are always about promoting increased beer consumption on this podcast. To those who are responsible, right, Heath? I, I think the only appropriate response is you're welcome. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's uh let's dive in. We're gonna this show will be a little bit tighter than normal, but that's okay. We got some high end stuff we'll cover. We'll get the beer on the back end as well. And we start with the highest over-under. There's actually three of them that are tied for the highest over-unders of the week. We'll start with the one uh, I don't know. Packers are exciting. Packers minus three and a half at the Texans, over under fifty-six and a half. Uh, let me ask you this, Heath. Is Aaron Jones a sneaky play after a bad week? Or is he a chalky play because he's going up against a team that just allowed Derrick Henry to rush for 200-plus yards? I, I think he's a chalky play. Like, looking at my numbers, he is de- definitely someone I like more than the other expensive backs. I'd play him over Kamara. I'd play him over Zeke. The interesting thing will be, like, I, I think that Kareem Hunt's going to be awfully chalky. Mm-hmm. And so who is that second chalky back? I would expect it to be Aaron Jones. If it's not, I'll play even more of him. Yeah, and I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. I lean towards it being more chalky than not, um, but I agree totally. Like 7,200, if you're looking for a high-priced running back, it's an absolute smash spot here for, for Aaron Jones. What about the rest of this um, matchup? Because, I mean, I think Deshaun Watson, if he wasn't the Millie Maker winner, he was close. He won people a lot of money last week. You stacked him with Heath, Will, with Heath, Heath Fuller. With Will Fuller, and, uh, and actually Brandon Cooks was productive too. So you could, and Cooks, his target share is going way up. He's since Bill O'Brien left. Uh, are you interested in those guys? And is there a bring back on Green Bay side that you would be willing to check out? I, how is Brandon Cooks still just 5,200 on DraftKings? Like I, I understand that there's some risk that he's going to fall off. Like it's Brandon Cooks. He, he will have a bad game where he scores zero fantasy points at some point in the next month. But there's not any other player that can have the production he's had over the last three or four weeks and be $5,200. Yeah, Watson, Cooks, that might even leave you enough money to bring it back with Devontae Adams, but you don't have to. You could just play Watson, Cooks, Aaron Jones, Watson, Fuller, Aaron Jones. I think that would make a lot of sense as well. And I, I, I plan on having a ton of this game. I assume this will be the chalk game of the week just all the way around. I like Watson over Rodgers. And he's cheaper, so that makes it even easier. 
Yeah, I agree with that last take as well. I would take Watson over uh, Rodgers. He's $200 less. I, I do think Rodgers is sneaky in this spot, though. Like, he just got embarrassed by Tampa Bay, and he just strikes me as one of those guys where, like, he's going to come out, and he's going to try and sling things around. And because of that, I do think Devonta Adams, 7900 it's a big price tag, but uh, I think that it's a pretty damn good matchup. Uh, Brandon Cooks at 5200 is just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't hate David Johnson either. He's only $5,300. So if you want to spend down at a running back, if you want to get both running backs in this game, uh, Rojo and Gurley each had two touchdowns in the last two games against Green Bay. So I think it's a pretty solid matchup for David Johnson as well. Mm. I don't know that I can ever go back to David Johnson. I may just beat him. What, what did he do to you? Just stinks. He does kind yeah, of. Yeah, but he's, he scores fantasy points. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I guess he does. I, he had like garbage time. I'm trying to look up whether David. Wow. But where is the Packers injury report? Why are you doing this to me, Packers? We're recording this on a Wednesday. Do we not? We really don't have at two o'clock on a Wednesday. We really don't have a single practice or injury report. I need to know about David Bakhtiari. That matters. I have not seen anything on that. If he, I mean, if he's not playing for any reason, I would not be interested in Aaron Rodgers. I don't think. Right. I would be, and I would be a little bit worried about Aaron Jones in that spot. It might shift my chalk, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. I, I don't. I guess David Johnson can be fine. There, there should be. Does the does the pace of the Packers against the um, Buccaneers worry you at all, or does it not matter in this game? Because it does feel like Houston, with the way that they play on offense, which is like conservative, and then they get behind and Sean starts slinging it downfield. They almost suck everybody they're playing into some kind of high scoring affair. They're bad. They're bad. The Texans. Um, so that helps. Like, I think they're, what, they're what we hoped the Jaguars would be, which is like a high-scoring offense with zero right. defense mm-hmm. and a willingness to get into shootouts, but the Jaguars just won't do that because the Jaguars suck. So the right. Texans are actually the Jaguars. Yes. Okay, yeah. so the, the, the Texans are the smash spot for fantasy. All right, so this is a this is a game you want to be heavily involved in. Um I think the Packers defense kind of stinks too. Like on paper, they look good, but DVOA, they're like 25th in both run defense and pass defense. The only way the Packers defense can look good is if they run the ball against an inferior offensive opponent and then force, but like the Texans, while an inferior opponent are not an inferior offensive opponent, like they'll get down, but then Deshaun will just start throwing it deep to Will Fuller or Brandon Cooks, who will get open at some point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so this is, this is a smash spot on all, all around for these guys. Watch out for Rodgers if Bakhtiari is out. Lions at Falcons. Falcons minus one and a half. I'm going to tell you one of my best bets of the week. The Lions. Get them before they're favored. The over under here, 56 and a half. Would you rather trust Heath Matt Ryan at 6,700 for a second week in a row? Or would you pivot down to Matthew Stafford at 6,500 on DraftKings? They are close enough in my projections that I'd probably just take the savings there. And the nice thing about with Stafford is you know who you're going to stack him up with. It's going to be Galladay and it's going to be Hawkinson. And those guys are maybe a little bit of swift. Those guys aren't going to let you down. Matt Ryan, it's it's hard to trust Julio. I mean, that, that was great, but I still think I'd rather play Ridley than Julio if I have the choice between the two. Um, actually the guy that came through in this game as like the best value in the whole game for me. I, this is another game that will be very chalky yes. is a name that will, I don't think be chalky at all is Todd Gurley. Ooh. And I, I just think people might be a little fooled by Jacksonville, not being able to run on the lions. Everybody can run on the lions except for Jacksonville and Gurley's getting the touches 
and he's automatic to get the inside. Like they don't like to throw the ball in the red zone. Todd Gurley is very good at one thing still. That's scoring touchdowns. And this is going to be a high scoring game. So I plan on having a lot of Gurley. Yeah, I like that call as well. I think his role coupled with, uh, the price here makes him quite enticing. 25 red zone opportunities leads the Atlanta Falcons this season. And very sneakily, he has nine targets over the last two games. So I know early on in the season, Gurley was not being used in the past game, but he's seeing around 20, 25 touches the past couple of weeks, uh, has that red zone role and is now being used in the past game as well in a really good matchup. The, the Lions allow 5.3 yards per carry to running back. So I, uh, I don't hate that call on Gurley and I agree. I would go Stafford over Ryan for the savings and Hawkinson is just, I mean, he's probably going to be extremely chalk, but 5K, it's like, how can you get away from it? Yeah, it's, if, you, if you could go, well, the, like the, there's one there's one tight end we'll get to that will keep me from playing all the Hawkinson, but if you could go Stafford, Galladay, Hawkinson, and bring it back with Gurley, I like that quite a bit. Yeah. I'm going to actually stack this entire game. Like, I know it seems crazy, but I was doing it earlier. Like, if we don't, if Joe Mixon's out, you get Gio, Giovanni Bernard at 4,500. We have, like, a really cheap Justin Jackson if you pay down at running back, you can legitimately stack this entire game, like all the top tier wide receivers, Hawkinson, and, and just go crazy. Yeah, I think this is a portion of the program where I point out that for like the seventeenth week in a row, I tinkered with my lineups at the last minute and probably mm-hmm. cost myself a million dollars. Um, I I had a ton of Julio Jones. I was convinced this was the Julio week. I didn't have much Thielen. I had a ton of Justin Jefferson. And I had a bunch of Trey Burton and then got away from it at the last minute and paid up for some, like Hawkinson maybe, who ended up scoring. Um, but it, I did that at the expense of like, like going from Cam, I don't remember what I did, but I went down to like Cam and Tom Brady instead of Deshaun and Matt Ryan. Uh, so again, I don't know how many times I have to say it on this program before I listen to myself. And I'm sure people are sick and tired of me saying, I, I almost won a million bucks, but I am a moron. And I tinker at the last minute, and I can't stop myself, and I don't know how to do that. Well, like, is there an app where you can lock your phone from using DraftKings from twelve to one p.m.? I need that. Yeah, uh, I was on the <laughs> Twitch stream on Sunday with Adam and, and Chris Towers, and I was just touting Justin Jefferson. I was like all over it, and I barely had him in DFS. So it's like it, I, don't, it's, I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't know why. It's like. We did the show two weeks ago, and he's like, Brandon Cooks is a big-time smasher. And I'm like, you're right. I love it. I am in on Brandon Cooks. And then I didn't touch him. He just goes bananas. I hate my life. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, I'm going to move to California. So that way I won't be up early enough to tinker my lineups. I'll just have to do them Saturday night, and then I'll get up with not enough time to mess with them. You're going to have to uh, win a lot of money to afford, afford that difference in the move to California. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll be living in, I'll be living in like a, like a building the size of my office with my entire family. <laughs> um, did, I may have blacked out while trying to find Champions League on my CBS All Access, which by the way, a great product. You can watch all the soccer you want and your local NFL games. Check it out at CBS. Uh, just go to C- search CBS All Access or search it in your, uh, your app store. But, uh, did you, did you mention DeAndre Swift? Is he the guy now? I whispered his name. Um, I, I would hesitate to, like, Matt Patricia is still the coach there. So I would expect it's like a 50 50 split with Swift getting most of the passing game work. Um, he's, I, I prefer Gurley because their price isn't different enough for me not to, but I, I think he'll be a little bit popular. I, I think it also depends on what you think the game script here will be. Mm-hmm. If you think that, I mean, could you stack Gurley and Swift? Could you have, could you go with Gurley and bring it back with Swift, assuming that 
the Falcons will score quick and the Lions will have to pass the whole second half? You you could. If you're doing the full Lions-Falcons stack, that's going to mean that you have to choose between Julio and Calvin. Mm. Um, it works with Gurley and Justin Jackson as your running backs and a cheap defense, but then you're only going to have $4,000 for that flex. you got to find your, your – and that should be suggestion. New segment. We should have like our sub-4,000 DraftKings guy that we're like playing. That. I like that. We each pick one. Yeah. I'm down. Now, I wasn't prepared to do that today, but I will try to – like, I'm pretty good at just looking at my phone while you guys are talking anyway. I do it yeah. all the time. So I'll, I'll find one. I, uh, yeah, and, and don't don't take it personally because I do it with my wife too. So, yeah. uh, moving along, Seahawks minus three and a half at the Cardinals. The over-under in this game is 56 and a half. And, and look at – Debo is probably about to pass out watching this because I actually like went through and like – compiled some questions and had like some thoughtful things. So I'll ask you, what is your favorite stack from this game? Russell Wilson at 8K and blank or Kyler Murray at 71K and blank? I'd say Russ and Lockett. And Lockett is 6,600. DK is 7,200. I like that quite a bit. I also like Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk. Kirk is only 49. I didn't do do a good enough job because I didn't add Christian Kirk to it. How much is Kirk? He's 4,900. Christian Kirk, I knew after that game on Monday night, I was like, this is the week I'm going to have to defend all week not having Christian Kirk high enough in my rankings and not having Christian Kirk in any of my lineups. He got three targets. Yeah. Like, they barely I, passed the ball in that game. I, I understand, but what's his season high? Like six? Yeah. He, he has 17% of the targets over the last three games. So it's not spectacular, but going up against the Seahawks, like, if he gets 17% of the targets in a game where Kyler Murray throws the ball like 45 times at $4,900, that's going to pay off. This is probably wrong, but this is, there's, there's two games that I kind of have gut feelings about. Only one of them's on the main slate. Um, it's really unfair to Arizona that they've got a short week playing as a Seahawks team coming off a bye. Yeah. I think they get rolled. Yeah, but the Seahawks defense is awful. I mean, the, the, the Cardinals are drawing like the two fanniest, fanniest, fantasy friendliest, fantasy friendliest matchups in the span of six days. Cause they get the, I mean, let's be real. They didn't put a whole lot of effort in that Cowboys game. I mean, they, I mean, they scored 31 points. Christian Kirk did. He had to run like 80 yards on that one play. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Andy Isabella got some wind sprints in. Uh, you know, they, I mean, but like they scored 31 points and almost by accident. They could have dropped a 50 bomb, a 50 burger on the Cowboys pretty easily. Would you consider, is it possible to do something where you do Kyler, Christian Kirk, and then bring it back with Metcalf and Lockett? It leaves you 4,800 per. You could spin down at running back and, I mean, that's yeah, Justin Jackson's 49. So yeah. you could do that. That seems, is it crazy to think, like, the one thing I'll say is it's the Cardinals now on the season. Are six and zero to the under on the year, and it's because their defense is pretty good, especially on the back end. It's like it's somewhere in the league average rankings. It's not great by any means, but and they use up more of the play clock than you would think that an air raid team does, and they also run the ball a ton. So I'm a I'm a part of me has a little spidey sense alarm going off, saying, is it possible that this game is? going to be very chalky and very popular because of the big names involved, and it will actually be a, a bust situation for fantasy. 
I think it is possible. I think Chris Carson is my favorite play from this game. Ooh. Now that's contrary. That is, that is how you get leverage on the field here by going with Chris Carson and in your hypothetical there, Heath, the Seahawks roll the Cardinals and the Seahawks are coming off a bye. The Cardinals have a short week. That is a concern. And Carson goes nuts in this game, either through passing or rushing. The Cardinals sort of give up. It's not a crazy high scoring game. And the Seahawks win 21 to 14 and Carson has three touchdowns. And all of a sudden every single locket and Metcalf and Kyler and DeAndre lineup is. Yeah. Interesting. That's not crazy. And you know what? If that happens and you have Chris Carson, you will be able to afford a lot of nice, comfortable, casual, and yet business-friendly clothes, like the ones that Express offers in their new uh, line, all new. And look, you know, I, I got to dress nice. I got to be on the internet television five days a week. It's out of control. Uh, you can feel, you, I like to feel good. I like to look good, feel good, pod good. And I can do that when I put on Express. I know I'm going to have a good day. That's because I get compliments from my wife, my child, my dog. Some days we do this podcast at 9 a.m., some days at 2 a.m. I need all day comfort. And that's what Express is about. Feels like I'm wearing sweats, but no one that sees me on CBS Sports HQ or the Pick Six YouTube channel or even out and about in my hometown of Raleigh knows that. And you guys can check out what Express has to offer and get an incredible deal. You don't even need to win the Millie Maker to get this deal. All you have to do is text football, the word football, to 397-737, and you will get $25 off a $50 purchase. That is a 50% discount on a $50 purchase. That is an incredible deal. And all you have to do is text football, the word football, to 397-737. The Steelers are minus two against the Titans. Heath, you look like you're wearing Express today, by the way. You look cool, comfortable, casual. I am not currently wearing Express, but I can tell you that I received a shipment um, with some new pants from Express. And I thought, well, I'm going to try these on. I believe it was Monday. And so I tried them on, and I was like, I'm not ever going to take these off. I mean, they are really? the performance slacks, and I they feel – you said like sweats. They don't feel like sweats, but they're it's just like almost like they're not even there. It's like you're just sitting there with no pants on. Which is my preferred state of being, frankly. Right. <laughs> no pants on. Steelers minus two. Good, good add in plug there, Heath. Uh, organic, natural. Clip that and send it, Debo. Steelers minus two at the Titans. The over under is 52. Are you going to fade Derrick Henry Heath against a good run defense coming off a 200 yard performance or buy back in on what will assuredly be chalk for the rest of the season? I might fade this entire game. Um, like the, the cheap chalk in this game or, and on the slate, if John O. Smith doesn't play, Anthony Ferkser is still $3,000. So he will be the chalky cheap tight end to play. And, and it's fine. But the thing that worries me about it is that Corey Davis is back and Corey Davis might actually be the contrarian play for this game. The Steelers have the ability to take AJ Brown away. They have the ability to stop the run. Um, if they do those things, this could be one of those sneaky Corey Davis games who is back off the COVID list. 
And I really want to like one of the Steelers' pass catchers in this game because they're all super cheap. But good luck trying to figure out who it's going to be, right? Like Chase Claypool has been the talk of the town. He's been great the past couple of weeks, but price is up to $5,700. Deontay Johnson expected to practice today when we're recording on Wednesday. So if he's back in the mix, I think they all just kind of take away from each other in terms of playing time and snaps and being on the field and also target share. So I don't know that I can get involved with anyone in the in the passing game for the Steelers. But I actually really like James Conner as well. Um, he scored 20-plus DK points in three of his last four games, and the Titans' run defense is not really great either. So I, I think we could see a lot of running on both sides in this game, actually. Mm. I mean, the Titans have gotten involved in shootouts with, like, everybody they've played. Their defense is not good. And one of the things I think is really interesting to watch, I mentioned last week with um, Aaron Jones running against Tampa and Vita Vea's absence. Same thing. Now it didn't matter. They, they stuffed him anyway. So that, that's a, that's an important thing to, but that's an important lesson to tuck away, right? Like Vitavea's injury is not going to hamper the Steelers. I mean, the, the Buccaneers run defense and they add Steve McClendon who drove from, from, from like Miami. Like I'm off the Jets. I'm out and drove to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, De- uh, Devin Bush, who is now out for the season. The Steelers had a very, very good defense for several years until Ryan Chazier suffered that tragic injury against the Bengals that Monday night a few years back. Immediately, overnight, their defense sucked. And it went off a cliff. And it was really bad up until about halfway last year when they added Minka Fitzpatrick and something clicked with Devin Bush. And he has been fantastic this year. He's now out for the season. I am curious how their defense, specifically their run defense and short yardage pass defense, looks. And I sort of wonder if there's something exploitable here, maybe with like an Adam Humphreys or Corey Davis, as you mentioned, I just I think there's a chance that the Steelers' defense could be bad again. And I think that's where the tight end comes into play. And and Heath brought up Anthony Ferkser if Jonu Smith is out, but if Jonu Smith is healthy, I think he's in play because he's been a huge part of their offense all season. Uh, but especially if he's out, man, if you're just looking for a punt tight end, and punt tight ends have been killing it the past couple of weeks. Like Trey Burton was awesome last week as well. Uh, no one had Ferkser in their lineup, but. The process led us to John U. Smith, so he would have been a good play. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do agree. That could potentially help someone like Ferkser. Okay. Um, Heath is off this game. Panthers at Saints. Saints minus 7.5, the over under 51. Michael Thomas might provide a contrarian play here in that we don't know if he will actually go. Sean Payton was um, – I don't know how you describe how – Sean Payton was sketchy. when discre- He's like, yeah, he'll, he's not disciplined anymore, but we don't know if he's definitely going to – come back with his ankle injury. I mean, the real obvious play here is Alvin Kamara, who I assume will be obscenely high, obscenely highly owned. It, it will be interesting to see his roster rate if Thomas is back, because a lot of what has buoyed Kamara is the fact they haven't had the number one. And so he's really kind of played that role and running back as well. Um, I would rather play Aaron Jones, assuming that Michael Thomas is back. I'll probably go back to Mike. Davis for just a little bit. I'm going to definitely play some Robbie Anderson in this game. I don't really like either of the quarterbacks. I think Bridgewater, I mean, if you're just looking to spend down at quarterback this week, he's the best like sub 6K quarterback if you're looking for that. So he's 5,800. Uh, but I do think Mike Davis's price tag coming down. Christian McCaffrey has all but been ruled out already for this game. Um, so I would expect the Panthers to be playing from behind. They're seven and a half point dogs and we could see a lot of pass catching from Mike Davis as well, but I don't really want to get involved with any of the high price Saints players. I, I do tend to agree with Heath that I will take the, 
what is it, seven hundred dollars in savings on Aaron Jones versus Alvin Kamara at seventy nine. So we're out on Mike Davis this week. Just oh, no, like no, I just said that I would go back to him. Oh, you're back to Mike Davis. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Mike Davis, fine, but out on everybody else. Robbie Anderson? Playing Robbie Anderson. Okay. Robbie Anderson's just been – he's just good. Yeah. DJ Moore, very disappointing. Could be a sneaky game for him here. If Robbie Anderson draws Marshawn Lattimore, who actually hasn't even been that good himself. Right. No one in the Saints' past defenses like, – they'll be healthier than they have been, so that will help. Um, I, I like Robbie over DJ in this. I'm probably not playing both of them. So no, do not play both of them. Okay. All right. Browns at Bengals. Is this a Kareem hunt who is $6,800 smash spot or he's, is he going to be too chalky for you? I would expect, I mean, how chalky he is will depend on how much I play him. He's my cash game running back for sure. Like he's the locked in. I'm playing Kareem hunt. He, he, like we got to give him a little bit of a break because he came, like he took this role over and immediately he gets the Colts and the Steelers, lost some efficiency, but uh, this is not that type of situation at all. You're going to get 20 touches, you're going to get 100 yards, and you might get multiple touchdowns from Hunt. This is the place where I'll disagree with Frank because he said Teddy Bridgewater was the best sub-6K quarterback. I think Joe Burrow is the best sub-6K quarterback at 5,500. And uh, the the nice thing, but also terrible thing, is that you have multiple options to pair him up with. Um, one thing to watch for in this game is Joe Mixon's status. I don't know if he practiced on Thursday, but he did not practice on Wednesday. He does have some sort of foot injury. And Gio Bernard could be a slate breaker if Mixon's out. Yeah, he's the free space if Joe Mixon's out. Giovanni Bernard is just $4,500. Uh, I, I love Kareem Hunt as well. I mean, last time they played the Bengals on Thursday Night Football, that was back in week two. The Browns running backs combined for 234 total yards and four touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to get involved with Kareem Hunt there. I don't hate Joe Burrow at, at 5,500. It's trying to figure out who to pair him up with because all of his pass catchers are all super cheap. Like, they're all below 5,500. And people are gravitating towards C. Higgins, and they see the 11 targets from A.J. Green. I think I would go back to Tyler Boyd in this spot. Last time he faced the Bengals, he scored a touchdown as well. So, uh, faced the Browns rather. Mm. I, I, I like Joe Burrow here. And the one concern I would have is that you can, that the Browns want to run the ball. And I think with a banged up Baker Mayfield, who had no business playing last week, will run the ball a ton. And you have to wonder, will that shorten the game or will it set up a situation where Burrow is throwing a ton in the second half? Well, I think the Browns ran a lot in that Thursday night game, and Joe Burrow, I think he threw like 60 passes. He still threw 60 passes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we could see a lot of throwing in the second half, and I'm not saying it's going to set up exactly the same, but I, I could see a somewhat similar kind of game flow to to what we saw in that Thursday night game. No interest in the Browns' passing game at all, right? Nope. Not for me. No, 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 no. I think they will try to run the ball a ton. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll look at some of the less sexy games on the slate. The Jaguars at Chargers. Chargers minus seven and a half. The over under 49. I think that you still have to, how are you playing? You can't, the Jaguars are done. I can't, you can't, just can't do it. You can't do it. You can't bet on the Jaguars. You can't play the Jaguars. They're terrible. And our boy Minshew's probably getting benched this week, or is it, unless you think. I, I'm not going to go off on that. Mike Glennon time, baby. I'm not going to go off on the rant that I did on, on FFT less than an hour ago. Um, because Pete Prisco was talking about this and 
I, I really don't get, like, first off, Doug Marone said, yeah, it's possible in the future he could get benched. I didn't think about it this he week. There are, situ- there are situations where you could blame one guy. This isn't one of those situations. We've all got to do better. Um, I believe that he hates Gardner Minshew because Gardner Minshew is fun, but <laughs> I just can't, I, I really can't believe, like, I almost just want to play Gardner Minshew out of spite now. Um, but, no, you should probably stay away from him. I might play a little squeaky wheel DJ Chark, but the other side of this game is where it's at. Justin Herbert, I almost felt like I felt a little queasy when my first run of projections came through because Justin Herbert was my number six quarterback this week. Mm. I went and looked at sports lines projections and he was the number one quarterback this week. Wow. Um, I am going to play a lot of Justin Herbert. He might be my most rostered quarterback. Uh, I'm going to play a lot of Justin Jackson. This is a smash spot for him. The reason I, I said earlier that I hesitated a little bit on TJ Hawkinson is because Hunter Henry is actually less than $5,000. Mm. And so I'm going to play a ton of Hunter Henry. I'm just trying to decide. It would almost be easier if Keenan Allen took the week off so we could just play a ton of Mike Williams as well. <laughs> the only real struggle I had have with this game is do I play Keenan Allen or Mike Williams or both? Okay. So you... We'll be stacking. And by the way, this game is an afternoon game. I don't know that that necessarily matters. It matters to me for some reason. I like having. It seems to matter to roster rate in that it seems like they're often lower. Yes, a hundred percent. Because people, and I think you see this in Showdown too. People want to. I swear, people roster, and you definitely see it in NBA, um, DFS, where people the roster. Games, yeah. What's that? Maybe they want to. They want to watch their players. But they also, they get the, the national games, but they also load up and like stack just the 7 p.m. game. I, I, I swear, I think if they want to be like, they want a screenshot of like, I'm winning a million dollars. And then, you know, like people will, in, D, in showdown, will roster both the defenses. You're like, what are you doing in this game? This is not, the defense is not scoring in this game. Um, I, I swear they just want that early screenshot. Like I'm winning a ton of money out of the gate. Like I got 13 grand in my pocket. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I think the chargers will not be. Popular because they're the Chargers, and they should be because of the Jaguars. I, I I'm kind of assuming that Herbert will be a little bit chalky, especially on Fanduel. Um, his little better value on Fanduel than he is on DraftKings. If Herbert and Justin Jackson are not chalky, then I might just have all of them. Okay. Uh, any thoughts, Frank? Did I skip over you? Um, I, I like Herbert too, but the price is what's kind of pulls me back a little bit. Sixty four hundred on DraftKings. He's only one hundred dollars. Less than uh, Matthew Stafford there, so and we really love that game too. But I do really like Keenan Allen at sixty two hundred. Like the targets have been massive, um, and he has a clear connection with Justin Herbert, and, and I like the Hunter Henry call. So if I do like both of those guys, I have to like the person who's throwing him throwing them the ball, uh, and that is Justin Herbert. I just don't really like the price tag. I think Justin Jackson at forty nine hundred. Like if you're trying to get all these high price wide receivers and, and quarterbacks in, he's pretty much an auto play. I would rather have Ryan Tannehill than Justin Herbert. Hmm. I don't think that's crazy. Uh, I think that the Titans may believe they have to come out and throw the ball, and the Steelers are a little bit vulnerable in the pass defense. And Tannehill has, I mean, two games above 30-point TK points the last two weeks against Buffalo and Houston. Now, those are bad defenses, but um, he has put up big games before when they can't just pound the ball down somebody's throat, and teams come back against – I know we're not on – I just think Herbert – 
Like, if they get a lead and their defense can suffocate Minshew and the Jaguars, Herbert ain't throwing the ball anymore. They're going to run the ball on 75% of their plays. So if you don't get touchdowns from Herbert early, it could be problematic. That would be my only concern. Uh, Chiefs at Broncos. The Chiefs minus 9.5 at Denver. The over-under 47. Heath, are you uh, Drew Locke, Patrick Mahomes? Any interest here? Don't have any intents on playing anyone. Like I'll probably have a little bit of Kelsey. I might if if Tyree Kill is contrarian, then you might have to play a little bit of him. Although it's kind of worrisome the way that teams are defending the Chiefs, and it's like maybe we just lose by seven and they'll make a mistake in the fourth quarter. Seems to be the hope with beating them. Um, what what will happen, Heath, with Clyde over to Lair here because Le'Veon Bell will be on the roster. Andy Reid has said he's going to give him like probably 10 to 15% of the snaps indoor carries. And Everett Hilaire is coming off the best game of his career, which, by the way, I predicted. No big deal. The Broncos have been one of the best run defenses in the league this year. Um, and I'm worried those 10 to 15% snaps, like one of the things Andy Reid was talking about is how much bigger Le'Veon Bell is than Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Mm. The one area where Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been bad has been inside the 10 yard line. And the one skill that Le'Veon Bell, we all agree, still has is catching the football. So I'm worried those 10 to 15% of snaps for Le'Veon Bell are high-value touches, which makes Clyde a little bit less enticing. So, Frank, stay away from the running back spot here until we see how it shakes out. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And CEH is uh, $6,100 this week. And, I mean, given all the running back value that we've talked about, to this point and Mike Davis is like $500 more and Kareem Hunt is $700 more. So if you're going to live in that mid range, I think you're looking at those running backs. I want to wait and see what happens. I don't think I really want anything to do with this game. Like the Broncos defense as beat up as they have been, they've actually played pretty damn well and they might be getting AJ Boye back. So I don't really want to get involved. Noah Fant is like kind of interesting if he's back and healthy at 4,800, but outside of that, not really. Okay. Uh, Cowboys, a pick them at Washington, the over-under inexplicably 46. I don't see how you can play anybody in this game. Oh, Terry McLaurin. 15. Oh, I could, yeah, I take that back. You can play Terry McLaurin. And the Washington defense, actually. Yeah. At, at 25 against Andy Dalton. Like, makeshift offensive line. He looked terrible. On oh, I think Washington's going to win this game by, like, double digits. Well, they're favored, right? It's a pick them. Um, Dallas is minus three on the look-ahead, so that's a pretty big shift. Yeah, I... You know what I want to do. Contrarian played Andy Dalton. I mean, we just saw the Cowboys lay an egg in primetime. No one will play him. I can. Nobody's going to play him. And it's not like Washington's secondary is good. Their front's good. And they're going to give him some problems. Um, But I do kind of want to stack the Cowboys as a contrarian. I mean, even in that game, as bad as everything was, if Michael Gallup catches that touchdown, is Andy Dalton's – Fantasy day that bad? Or let's say, let's say two things happen. Michael Gallup catches the touchdown and they call the pass interference when they throw CD Lamb to the ground and pick him off. Andy Dalton has like 15 points instead of like seven or 20 Did points. He only yeah. seven? I don't know, he had a bad day. He no. did have a bad day for sure. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. If he, if, if Gallup catches that and, and let's be real, Gallup should have caught that touchdown pass. Oh yeah, it was a good throw. Yeah. Um, yeah, then Andy Dalton ends up having ends up having a good game. That's fair. All right, I, that is a ballsy contrarian play. But if you want to win a million bucks, maybe it's got to be with Andy Dalton in, in a one o'clock game against an inferior opponent with a bad. He passer. scored thirteen. So if you give him the touchdown, take away the interception, it was a great day. Fine day. Okay. All right. 
Hey, that takes some huevos. Better pick the right pass catcher. Don't stack him with all three. Bills and Jets. <laughs> um, can you conceivably play anybody from this game? That's I think of- Jameson Crowder at 5,900, uh, especially if Sam Darnold is back as the quarterback. Apparently he's practicing on a limited basis on Wednesday. We'll see how that plays out the rest of the week. But he obviously has an eye for Jameson Crowder and still had like 13 targets last week. Crowder scored a touchdown in week one against the Buffalo Bills. Not just week one. The last three games, 29 catches, 290 yards against them. I think two touchdowns in those three games. He's the only receiver in the NFL with double-digit targets in every game this season. Wow. And how is he 59? Like, if any other wide receiver on any other team was averaging 11 targets per game and delivering the fantasy, like, a top 10 receiver on a per-game basis, they would be 7,000-plus. Yeah. Um, so yes, love Jamison Crowder and cash games. Brashad Perryman, I've decided is my sub 4,000 contrarian play. This Bills defense also knows what Jamison Crowder has done the last three weeks. I'd assume they're going to make some sort of effort to stop him. Crowder or Perryman saw eight targets in his first game back last week. You know, he's the kind of do it in one play type of guy and he's 3,700 on DraftKings. Hmm. Um, all right. Anybody, uh, Heath, we've got to let you go to, man, I suggest Brashad Perryman. It's like, get out of here, man. Uh, (laughs) You've said Andy Dalton and Brashad Perryman in the last week. Would you like to tell us about all the the bush light you drank in the last week too, before you get out of here? It's like Andy Dalton, Brashad Perryman, bush light. I'll see you later. Um, you do have family stuff to deal with. So, uh, so bounce on out of here and Frank and I'll wrap up. All right. Later. Devin Singletary, Frank. You know, I'm I'm probably more likely to get involved with Zach Moss if I'm going to play either of these guys just because he's like $4,200. Like, he didn't play much last week, but uh, in week one against the Jets, he had a ton of red zone usage against them, and if they're playing with a big lead, you know, he could be using that regard as well. But ultimately, I don't really want to get involved with either one of the Buffalo guys. Uh, the Perriman call is not crazy, and I guess watch to see if Denzel Mims plays. He's like 3K. He's the stone minimum, so. I, I could see myself being interested in... Zach Moss a lot here, actually. Like, I, th- I, th- I think Zach Moss gets, you know, I mean, you have to assume that they're going to have a lead. Like, the Jets are really, 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 really bad. And they're going to run the ball a ton in the second half. I mean, the Jets are the worst team in football. They run the t- ball. Run, I think they're, like, actually ahead of the Giants in DVOA, um, which is insane. But, but if it's a second half, you know, all right, let's give the rookie the rock and see what he can do with 15 to 15-plus carries in the second half. I mean, he jailbreaks one of those, and it's a, it's a you're, you, you know, that's a slate winner. Yeah, and we have a decent number of like punt running back plays this week, like really cheap price running back plays. If Joe Mixon's out, we have Geo, and, and we have Justin Jackson. We spoke a lot about him. So I think Zach Moss is in that same regard. Like You're trying to find ways to be able to get Galladay and Julio and Metcalf and DeAndre Hopkins into your lineup. The way to do so is to spend down a running back. Is there an argument to be made that with all these cheap punt plays? Because I think... Chalk is the DFS is different than it was is different this year than it has been in re- previous years. I think it, it tends it tends to like and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not haven't been doing it as long as you guys have, but it feels like you're not like fooling anybody by going with Zach Moss. Like Zach Moss is just going, or you know what I mean. Like if if Mixon is out, it's not like like everybody pivots to Geo, and you really have an opportunity. You could even like go heavy on expensive running backs and sort of flip the script. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I think we're still trying to figure out, like, it's you take it at, like, a weekly basis, but, like, I do think Aaron Jones is going to be very highly owned this week as well. Um, 
But yeah, no, I'm, I think it's a good point you bring up, and I think it's uh, a fair one. Now, maybe again, maybe I'm getting too much in my own head, and that's how I end up <laughs> tinkering at the last second. Uh, 49ers at the Patriots. Patriots minus two and a half. The over under 44 and a half. No, uh, Raheem Mostert, he's out. Cam Newton, very disappointing game last week. Jimmy Garoppolo and George, K- everybody for the 49ers had a great game. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Eh, don't love it. You know, he, uh, very low total here in this spot. Jarek McKinnon, $5,800. I think he's in play. I mean, the, the past, Two games that we saw him without Mostert, 16.7 and 22.7 DK points. And it's just Kyle Shanahan running backs, right? It's like any running backs that are on the, on this roster or have been with him, he finds ways to get the most out of them. People are talking up Jermichael Hasty, but he is $4,200, and I'm not sure exactly what his role is going to be, and there's a chance that Tevin Coleman is back as well. So uh, keep all of that in mind. But uh, I think McKinnon is probably the guy who's going to see the most touches, but ultimately, like, Stay I away. really don't like this game the Patriots are not particularly good on offense the 49ers are playing better defensively it feels like both teams will try to limit mistakes and opportunities to make mistakes and probably not score a bunch of points I, I'm, I'm with you I think you stay away from this one all right Sunday night football a fun showdown Bucks minus three at the Raiders over under 53 and a half you see the Raiders play this is weird because it's like is this a who is this a revenge game for? The Buccaneers on John Gruden, John Gruden on the Buccaneers, John Gruden on Tom Brady, um, the Buccaneers on the Raiders. Like I don't, the Raiders on the Buccaneers. You know, like if there's a weird like yeah. Brady Gruden because you know the, the 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 freaking snow game, right? Right. I mean, yep. Is how Gruden ended up going to Tampa Bay, and now Gruden's back with Oakland, and Tom's with Tampa. It's it's a very weird thing. So I I don't know. I, I, but I do know that this is a good game for DFS purposes. I think I'll probably stay away from Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I think John Gruden's probably like he he's probably more into the revenge factor in this game than Tom Brady is, and I think that he's probably going to be fired up coming off of a bye. They've had two weeks to prepare, uh, and the Bucks obviously coming off a huge win. I think it's hard to get away from Ronald Jones right now. The way that he's playing, even if Leonard Fournette yeah. is back, it's like three straight games over 100 yards rushing, and he, and he looks good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when he came into the league, he was he was like this speed back, and now he's like this. He's, he's bigger. Guy. He looks. Um, who does he look like? There was somebody made a comp that he looks like somebody out there running, and I can't think of who it is now. But he looks. I mean, he looks bulkier, but also more in control and a, a willing to power through. I always thought of him as like a smaller pass catcher, and he he's definitely just bigger. Yeah, no, and and you hear these reports all off season from a bunch of different players, like, oh, this guy put on ten pounds of muscle, this guy, and there were reports of it on Ronald Jones, but man, it is it is legit. I mean, he looks spry, he looks strong, he's breaking tackles, he's catching passes too. Well, sometimes he still drops a lot too, but he's being used in that regard. Uh, so I like Ronald Jones in this spot. Um, I like the way that Derek Carr has played. I think Darren Waller is is a player that you should get involved with here too. But even with all that being said, like, how can you not use the Bucks D? Even in yeah. the spot, it's like the way that they're playing. Um, it's just hard to get it. Like the pressure that they get, and look at what they just did against Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers a little bit better than Derek Carr too. So yeah. I, I do like the um, either captaining, you know, one of Ronald Jones or, or the Bucks DST. In Ooh, spot. Yeah, I think either one will be a Ronald Jones probably obviously more popular, but I think the yeah. Bucks DST you can if you if you captain a defense in a in a game with fifty three and a half over under, you're going to be a little bit contrarian, and that's that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, okay, what about uh, Heath? Heath didn't give us any beer that he's had because he had to go drink beer 
ostensibly with his children, pretend to like take care of his kids and go drink beer. What, uh, what have you been drinking all? So I went to Evil Twin Brewery. Yeah. Love Evil Twin. Yeah. The, um, just it last was, week. Your Imperial Biscotti break is one of the all time great stouts. Oh, I got to get it then. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's, I mean, it's like coffee. It's like a biscotti. Like it's like coffee and chocolate flavors. Very good. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I had this one called Marshmallow is the new milk sugar. Okay. Lactose. It is a triple IPA. Ooh. That tastes like marshmallows. And okay. I don't, I don't like IPAs, let alone triple IPAs. Four like, marshmallows. They're like, it's like 10%. So it's pretty strong too. Right. Um, it was fantastic. It was they really, make really good beer. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I got a sour beer from there too. They have like three different sours and they're all like different combinations of fruits. I think the one that I had had like peach, apricot and raspberry. Mm. But it wasn't very sour, you know? It just kind of tasted like a fruity nectar, which isn't bad, but. Right. I, if I, you're I, looking I, for I like a pa- sour. Uh, yeah, puckery yeah. sour. Um, I had a, uh, enjoy by 1031 2020 by Stone. You know, they do the, they make them. It's like you got to drink it before this date or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, they will crunk you up. It's like a 9.4% IPA. This is very unfiltered, a little bit tough, but you get like you drink one. And you're like, whoa, like, like you, like you can, you can, you can tell when you're drinking it. And, um, it's a, it's a pumpkin car, a carved pumpkin on the can, but flipped upside down. They've, they've done one for the 4th of July before. I've never seen one for Halloween, but, uh, very good beer. And then, uh, as I mentioned, wicked, still got some wicked, plenty of wicked weed in the fridge, wicked weed, freak of nature. I had one of those last night. It's, it's just a fantastic, you don't even notice that it's a double IPA. You think it's just a normal IPA, but it's got a punch to it. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. No, you're right about like these stronger beers. I, there's no chance I could drink eight, more than one of these marshmallow ones. Can you imagine drinking like beers? six marshmallow beers? You'd be blacked out in the street somewhere. Oh gosh. I wouldn't yeah. even and watch. Like it actually awful. tastes like marshmallow. Like that's, that's, it's a little bit too many marshmallows. Right. Right. Six, yeah. 62 ounces of marshmallows or 72 ounces of marshmallows. All right. Let's get out of here, Frank. <laughs> uh, good show as always, buddy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you next week.